Welcome to Enquadered Live Broadcast, where we bring you the pure word of God to help you live a full life through our Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says in John chapter 10 verses 10 that Jesus Christ came that we may have life and have it to the full. Now listen to God's servant, Edmund Yerinchifianko, a gifted teacher of the word by the grace of God. So tonight I'm going to be sharing with you on a subject I call the power of his love. Somebody say the power of his love. Oh, I can't hear you. Say the power of his love. And it's important that we appreciate the love of God and his power, his redemptive power. So the, story, the, the passage that a brother just read for us, and uh, um, uh, my text is from John chapter 3, verse 16. John chapter 3, verse 16. And Bible says that for God so loved the world, for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son, so that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life praise the lord it is the love of god for humanity and for the world that brought redemption and salvation but how is how powerful is this love and tonight i want us to reflect on the beginning of creation in the beginning of this world and bible says in genesis chapter 1 that in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth bible says that the earth was void and without form bible says that there was deep darkness that covered over, over the whole surface of the earth bible says that the spirit of the lord hovered over the waters of the deep and then god began to set order into the world and Bible says that God said let there be light and there was light and after God had done everything somebody said somebody said that God gave himself funds because Bible says God said it was good what he had done was good and after God had done everything Bible says that God said let us take of the dust of the ground and make man and Bible says that in God Bible says, let us make man in our own image God said and then Bible says that God took of the dust of the ground and formed the man and breathed into his nostrils and the man became a living being and what God did was to give the man dominion over the old earth. Man was in charge. Man had control. First of all, God taxed the man to give names to everything. And Bible says that the name that the man gave to a thing, that became the name. The man was in charge. He was in control over the bears of the air, over the fishes in the waters, over the animals in the forest, over the plants, over the flowers, and over everything that the Lord made. And everything was good. There was harmony. The man had a perfect communion with God. But then Bible says that there was a tragedy. In Genesis chapter 3. There was a tragedy. Something tragic happened. Because the man was supposed to live forever. The man was supposed to have a perfect dominion and control over creation. The man was supposed to live and be in charge without struggle. We were living in paradise. And everything was working. Everything was connecting. Everything was, was, was working well for us. There were no issues. There were no problems. We were good. We were okay. The Bible says that something tragic happened. Bible says in Genesis 3, 
that there was a tempter, there was a liar, there was a deceiver, one who intelligently and cunningly came to have an interaction. And he first began by casting doubts on the goodness of God. In Genesis chapter 3, Bible says that, and the serpent who was cunning more than all the animals, and that serpent was under the influence of, of a spirit, the spirit of Satan. And Bible says that the serpent asked the woman a question. He said, did God say, did God say you should not eat of, this, of the fruit of this tree in the middle of the garden? And the woman said, yes, indeed, he said we should not. He says, the day we do this, we shall surely die. And then Satan said, no, no, you will not die. Maybe. Rather, God is trying to keep you from becoming like him. He's trying to keep you from having your eyes opened and getting a revelation of certain things you don't yet see. And the woman said, eh, God is keeping me from some things. He doesn't want me to become like him. So if I eat this thing, eh, I'm going to become like God. Satan said, yeah, you will become like God. Then the woman said, what a wow. Bible says that the woman until this interaction had held on. She had held on to the instruction that we should not eat. We can eat of any tree, any, the fruit of any tree in this garden except the one in the center. And, and she was convinced that the day she does this, according to the word of the Lord, she shall die. But then here comes somebody cunning unassuming, intelligent, smart, smooth, telling him that no, 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 no. no. Rather, God is not good like you think. He is hiding something good from you. He is limiting you and preventing you from becoming like him. And then suddenly, the woman became greedy. She wanted to become like God. Suddenly, she wanted her eyes to open. She felt she was missing out on something. And so the tree that she didn't want to touch and the fruit that she didn't want to eat, Bible says that suddenly that fruit began to look good for food. Oh, mercy. And so she took of the fruit of the tree and she ate it and she gave it to her husband who also was with her and they ate. And Bible says that indeed their eyes opened. But what did they see? They did not become like God. Because they were already, they already had God within them. They already had the breath of God, the spirit of the almighty. They were sons of God, children of God, in perfect communion with God. But they were looking for something else. According to the deceiver, Bible says their eyes opened. But what did they see? They saw themselves naked. They saw themselves naked. They had already been, but suddenly, and then the load of guilt, and then the burden of shame, they were now ashamed of themselves. They were not now naked, and now they began to, they began to even distrust each other. Because Bible says that when the Lord entered the garden and said, Adam, where are you? A simple question of geography. Where are you? 
What are your geographical coordinates? It is simple. If you are in Tesano, you can say, oh God, I am in Tesano. But Adam couldn't answer the question. Why? Because he had, he had disobeyed God's instruction. He had disobeyed God's law. And instead of getting what Satan told them they would get, suddenly their eyes have opened and they have seen that they have lost it. They have missed it. Something has gone wrong. The mirror is broken. The perfect image has been smashed. The, 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 the image in the mirror has, is cracked. They are no longer who they used to be. Their countenance has fallen. They have fallen from the glory of God. And before, when the Lord spoke to them. They were happy to respond. But now Bible says that Adam said, when I heard your voice, I was, I was naked and I was ashamed and I was afraid. So I went to hide myself. And from that time, the man began to hide himself from God. And the man began even to accuse one another. Because Bible says that Adam began to accuse his wife. And his wife began to accuse the serpent. And now Bible says that because they were naked and they had taken off, off leaves even to cover their nakedness. Now they, 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 had, they needed things that they did not need before. What deception. What a lie that we believed. And from that day Adam fell and all had his descendants with them and every one of us we lost our place with God. It was tragic. Instead of the man living forever, now the man had to die because from that day the very person, the very, the very nature of God in us was, 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 was deformed. We were no longer in the estate in which the Lord made us and we were banished because Bible says that Adam was was an Eve. They were cast out from the garden from the perfect place that they were. They were cast out of the garden and the ground was cursed for their sake. What a tragedy. What a tragedy. What a tragic outcome. And now the man had to sweat and had to toil. The man had to labor even to be able to feed. The man had to wrestle even with the thorns and the thistles. The man now had to, had, we needed a fashion industry to cover ourselves. And what wickedness began. Cain and Abel were born to Adam and Eve. But Cain murdered Abel. Wickedness, gross wickedness came into this world. Greed, envy. All forms of malice, jealousy, impurity, filth, everything engulfed us. And each man went his own way. But then what love will do? Bible says that God so loved us. He wanted to restore the man to the original state. He wanted to bring him back to himself. He wanted to restore his image in the man. He wanted... To bring the man to the place where he shall no longer die. But so that the man can live forever. Even as God originally intended. Oh what love. So God had banished mankind. But now he is seeking to restore him. And how is he going to do that? We see in the Old Testament that the Lord chose a nation out of the nations of the world. And in that nation, the Lord gave them laws. And the laws he gave them, he, he was trying to prove a point that these people could not keep the law. They disobeyed God. That even though God was so good to them, and God showed them favor above all the nations of the world. But indeed, 
What did they do? They killed the prophets. They killed the priests. The people God raised amongst them. They murdered them. They stoned them. They persecuted them. Oh. And broke the heart of God. But then out of this nation, God purposed that he himself was sent his only begotten son. Who was with him at the very beginning. Bible says that without him nothing was made that was made. He is the essence of creation. He is the substance of it. He is the logos that proceeded out of the mouth of the father. He is the one as the father spoke who brought things into being. The son of God. And the Bible says that God decided that he will send his only begotten son. Because God had established that sins can only be forgiven by the shedding of blood. So when he gave the laws to Israel and gave them commandments and instructions and the rituals of the tabernacle, every year the blood of goats and bulls were, were slaughtered and the bulls and goats were slaughtered and their blood was were, were used. Their, their blood was used even to, 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 to make atonement for the sins of the people. But this was an annual ritual. And the Lord sought to bring an end to this thing. And what did he decide to do? He sent his only begotten son. Who himself was God. But Philippians 2 tells us that. And God emptied himself. Jesus emptied himself. Did not count his, his being God as anything. But he emptied himself. And took upon himself the very nature of man. Oh, what love. The love of God was first expressed in the humility of Jesus Christ that was manifested in his incarnation. When Jesus even allowed and emptied himself and took upon himself the nature of man and by the agency of the Holy Spirit entered the womb of a woman, of a virgin and was born and cried like a baby and was fed. And Bible says that he walked where we have walked and he himself, and he had grown up, he was tempted by the serpent, the same one who went to the garden the same one who went to the to the garden and deceived adam and deceived eva he tried once again to deceive the second adam jesus christ he tempted his flesh and wanted jesus to listen to him and feed the flesh but jesus said no the son of god he did not fall to satan's trap because he was consistent and believed that man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the lord when Satan cast a doubt on the goodness of God, Jesus established trust in the word of God that we must live according to his word. When Satan wanted to tempt him with the kingdoms of the world, with the wealth of the world, with the entrapments of the world, and asked him to bow because a number of us, we have bowed to Satan for wealth. We are bowed to Satan for pleasure. We are bowed to Satan for, for, for positions and things of influence. But Jesus did not bow. He said, thou shalt worship the Lord your God and him alone. Satan sought to trick him with vanity. He says, if you are the son of God, Leave yourself because according to the word, the angels, he has sent his angels to keep watch. But Jesus says, do not put the, don't do foolish things in the name of the Lord. He says, do not put the, the, the Lord to the test. 
And Bible says Jesus prevailed over Satan even in the wilderness. And Bible says that he came out with the power of the Holy Ghost and he went about. And in Acts chapter 10 verse 38, Bible says, and oh, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. And he went about doing good. And he was healing the sick. And he was cleansing the lepers. And Bible says Jesus taught. He taught with clarity, with power, with authority and established a new law, new dimensions and new revelations of the mind of God and Bible says when he had done all that he came to fulfill the purpose of God which is the pinnacle of God's expression of his love but Jesus went in humility submitted he submitted even to death on the cross why he was not found with any sin he did not submit or fall to the temptations of Satan but it was he who was to carry all the sins of the world. My sins and the sins of Adam and the sins of Eva and all that were before and my sins and yours and for the children that are about to come. Jesus went to the cross to take away the sins of the world because the whole world has sinned. The whole world has fallen short of God's glory. But Jesus carried on him and it was not just any death. It was a shameful death. He was stripped naked. The king of kings. He was given a, a crown of thorns. And blood, blood began to flow from his head. And flow from his face. He was whipped on his back. Bible says 39 strokes. He was given 39 strokes. And the strokes were such that blood was oozing out of his back. And Bible says that. By his stripes. As he was taking those whips. He was, he was taking away infirmities. He was taking away diseases. And he was, he was proclaiming and he was procuring healing. Healing for the infirm. Healing for the sick. Healing for the lame. Healing for the diabetic. Healing, 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 healing. Jesus was procuring healing even on the cross. Shameful death. The son of God stripped naked and hung on the tree. Bible says at the time uh, that any cursed is he who is hung on the tree. But Jesus, the lamb of God, was hung upon the pole and was called a cursed. But what he was doing was taking your curse and mine. He was taking your curse and mine. The curse of the ground. The curse upon mankind. Jesus broke that curse when he hung on the cross. And Bible says that when he gave up the ghost and he died. When he proclaimed that it was finished. He finished to the payment for the penalty of sin. Because Bible says for the wages of sin is death. So every soul that has sinned, that soul must die. That soul must perish. That soul must experience the tragedy of the Garden of Eden. But Jesus came to make a way. That the penalty for sin, he has paid it. He has paid it. And the death that he died, he did not remain in the grave. 
Bible says three days later, Jesus rose up from the dead, resurrected from the dead, and he showed himself. When the women, Mary Magdalena, they had gone, they saw the, they saw the risen Christ. He said, go and tell my brothers, and Peter and John, and the other apostles, they saw him feely, feely. They saw that Jesus was alive. And Bible says he showed himself even to the 11 and to about 500 people. And Bible says that after that, he ascended into heaven and he went to sit at the right hand of God. Oh, what's love? Love that will die for you. Bible says that greater love has no man. Except greater love has no man. Except that which a man shall lay down his life for his brother. Who will die for you? Will your father die for you? Will your mother die for you? Will your pastor even die for you? Will your boyfriend, with your husband, with your girlfriend, with your wife, will they die for you? Will your child die for you? There is a limit to how much those people will go for you even though they love you. But God went the full hole that he would take his life, lay down his life for you. This is the power of his love. And what his love did was to make a way for us to be reconciled to him. So before we were condemned, we were condemned to perish, we were condemned to life, but by the power of his love, he made a way for us to be restored to life, and even life eternal, so that even when we lay down this body, our souls shall live forever, forever that Jesus has given us the gift of eternal life that the Father has given us through Jesus Christ his Son. For God so loved us, that he sent his only begotten son. Love died for us. Jesus died for us. And he says that whosoever believes in him. We appropriate the love of God through faith in Jesus Christ. If you will believe in Jesus Christ, if you will believe that he came indeed as a man and died, and he who was God, the immortal, died and, and took up his life again after three days and resurrected, if you will believe that his death was for your sake and for my sake, and that his death was, for, was payment for your sins and for my sins, then you will live again. Then the love of God will be formed abroad in your heart because hope does not disappoint because God, God expressed this love for us in that whilst we were yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us, Jesus Christ died for us to restore us even once again to the Father so that the Spirit of God the Spirit of God can come into us because when we believe, he gives us his Spirit as a seal and as a guarantee so that by the Spirit of God, we are regenerated. We are born again, sons of God. And if you become a child of God, you receive of him the Holy Spirit, who is your birthmark, your seal, your guarantee. And the Holy Spirit gives us power to become God's children and gives us power to manifest and to be able to testify about Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit who works in us fruits and bears in us fruits, the fruit of love. Because God is love, you cannot claim to be of God if you do not have love. But then the Holy Spirit, when he comes into us, he works the works of love in our hearts. The fruit of love, the fruit of patience, the fruit of kindness, the fruit of gentleness, the fruit of self-control, the fruit of joy. The Holy Ghost begins to, to work them in us. And they only come about 
when we appropriate the love of God through faith in him. There was a little boy who went about and squandered the property of his father. But when he did, his father restored him once again. And even though he had lost everything, even though he had lost everything and spent it out of love, the father received him. And that is what Jesus did for us. That because of him, the father will receive us. That though we have sinned, though we lost our place, that we will be reinstated as children adopted of God. So that healing, which is the bread of the children, can become your portion. So that you, by the supernatural power of God, can resist and overcome the degeneration that is in our flesh. So that even when you have died in the body, that you will be alive in the Lord. So that whether you live or you die, that you will be with the Lord. And this is the promise of the Father. That when we have him, we will become like him. And we will be transformed into the very image of the Son of God. Jesus is calling us by his love. Will you respond to the love of God who died for you? Maybe you are looking at your situation now and the sins you have committed. You look at the abortions you have committed. The sexual immorality, the fornication, the adultery. You look at the stealing, the theft. You look at the, the lies you have told. The lies you have told. People can lie. Oh, mercy. Just like Satan. And if you, you, you lie, Bible says that you are speaking the language of your father who is Satan. But Jesus came to destroy the works of Satan. So that by the love of God, you can be received the truth of God, the light of God, and be restored. Jesus, when he was lifted up, like Moses lifted up the serpent, so that everybody who looks up to him can be saved. Jesus has called you by the power of his love. To come for the forgiveness of your sins. To come for the restoration of your life. To come for eternal life. To come for new hope. In the name of the Lord Jesus. To come for healing in the blood. To come for deliverance. So that the powers of Satan and the powers of darkness that oppress you. That suppress you. That are leading you astray. That are preventing you from rising and shining. That the power of God will break that influence over your life. It is the power of his love that makes this possible. Will you respond to Jesus and the power of his love? He wants to, you to come so he will hold you close. Maybe you are feeling lonely. You are feeling alone, deserted, dejected by family, by friends. And nothing appears to work. Jesus is calling you to come. He wants you to come so close to him. He wants to put his spirit in you. He wants you by adoption to become his child. He wants to give you a new life, new hope. The choir will lead us to sing, hold me close and let your love surround me in the name of Jesus.
Sets me free, yeah. even the power of your love. It is the power of God's love that sets us free. The power of God's love is what sets us free, that delivers us from the bondage of sin, that delivers us even from the, from the captivity of demonic influence and the power of Satan. It is the power of God's love that gives us hope, renewed hope, and eternal life. It is the power of God. And if tonight you are listening to us, and you want to experience the depth, how deep the love of God is, how wide the love of God is, how high the love of God is, then I'm inviting you tonight even to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, to believe in him for the forgiveness of your sins. Tonight, if you repent of your sins and believe in him, his love will ravish your heart. Bow down your heads wherever you are. If you are driving, don't bow down your heads. Look on the road. But then listen to me. Bible says that we believe with our hearts and confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord unto salvation. I pray that the Holy Spirit will minister faith even in your heart right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus, if you don't have the assurance of your sins forgiven, if you don't have the, the assurance that you are a child of God, the assurance of your adoption as a child of God, that if you will believe in your heart tonight, I will invite you to say this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I surrender my life to you. I believe that Jesus Christ died to pay the penalty of my sins. I receive his payment. I accept him as Lord and Savior of my life. I reject my life of sin. I renounce my life under Satan's control. 
Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Give me a new life. Write my name, Lord, in the Lamb's book of life. And enable me to respond to your love by loving others also as you have loved me. Give me your grace in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for answered prayer tonight. Thank you, Lord, for drawing people close to yourself. Those who, all of us who were far away, all of us whose sins have separated us from you. Thank you that by your love you draw us. It is you who first loved us. And we thank you in the name of the Lord Jesus, even for Jesus Christ, who came, even for the forgiveness of our sins, and who also dealt a big blow to Satan by destroying all his works. Because Jesus came even to destroy the works of Satan. In the name of the Lord Jesus, even as we lift up prayer tonight, that every work of Satan in your life, every work of darkness in your life, that the love of God will break its influence. If you have a negative cycle, a negative cycle of demonic influences, things appear to be fighting against you. Things appear to be oppressing you. In the name of the Lord Jesus, tonight, appeal to the love of God. Let every demonic cycle be broken. Let every demonic influence be broken. In the name of the Lord Jesus, lift up prayer somebody. Lift up prayer somebody. Lift up prayer somebody. In the name of the Lord Jesus, let the power of God even come alive in your life. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, let the powers of darkness even lose their influence. In the name of the Lord Jesus, let the powers of darkness even lose their influence over your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus, let the power of God abound. Let the power of God abound. Let the power of God abound. Let the power of God abound in the name of the Lord Jesus. I command every circles that holds every anybody under the sound of my voice. There are people listening to us tonight who are struggling with some addictions. You are struggling with some addictions. Some bad habits, you continue to have a guilty train. And it's a cycle. We, I pray tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus that you will receive the power of God even to be free from that habit. In the name of the Lord Jesus, let the habits of pornography be broken over your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus, let the habit of pornography be broken over your life tonight. In the name of the Lord Jesus, be loose, be set free. In the name of the Lord Jesus, there are some of you listening to us tonight under chemical influence. You need some chemicals. You need some chemicals even to be able to be okay, to be stable, to be able to maintain even a steady life. Some of you are doubling with all manner of chemicals, all manner of herbs, all manner of mixtures, even to be able to sustain. Otherwise, you enter into depression right now under the power in the name of the Lord Jesus. And with the magnitude of his love, I command you to be liberated in the name of the Lord Jesus from the influence of tablets, from the influence of pills, and from the influence of things you have to inject and sniff before you have stability any addiction, even to any drug, to any herb, to any, any powder. In the name of the Lord Jesus, receive liberty tonight. Receive liberty tonight. Receive liberty tonight. For Jesus came to destroy the works of Satan, to reverse the effect of his works in our lives. In the name of the Lord Jesus, 
Receive liberty. Receive liberty. Mahandi bin Katayan Kabahadiha. Somebody listening to us tonight. You need pills to be able to sleep at least for the last three months. You have had to lead on a regular. You have had to pop some pills to be able to sleep. Tonight, I proclaim liberty for you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You will sleep like a baby tonight without pills. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Receive grace. Healing grace. Receive healing grace tonight. Receive healing grace tonight. That uncontrollable pain in your head. Out now. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Somebody listening to us tonight, as you listen to the testimony, you said a prayer in your heart. And you said, Lord, let it be unto me as it was unto that sister. Tonight, the Lord has heard your prayer. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And there is going to be a release of the fruit of the womb unto you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Receive grace tonight. Receive grace tonight. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, I thank you. There is a sister who has shed tears, Lord. She has shed tears, Lord. She has shed tears like Hannah. Tonight, oh God, come through for her. In the spirit of two months. Let, oh God, your word be manifest in her life. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Open doors, open doors, open doors, doors of opportunity. Somebody struggling with scarcity of opportunities. And you've seen the door slammed in your face too many times. I see the feet of an angel standing the door. This one is not going to be closed in your face. And that angel is there on your behalf and is fighting your cause tonight. The next opportunity shall stand in the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your grace. Oh, I don't know why Jesus loves me.
I'm glad that Jesus died for me because I will have lived a wretched life, a wretched, reckless life. Because even after he saved me, sometimes I have struggled with the flesh. And how many times I have fallen to the dictates of the flesh. But how he has loved me. How he has restored me. How he has kept me. How he has held me by the hand. And has prevented me from falling. And preserving me and preparing me. Even that I'll be conformed to the image of his son. How he disciplines me when I sleep. Out of his love. How sometimes he takes me through difficulties. To shape my character. How sometimes he will take me through, through situations. So that I will learn perseverance. Perseverance, and so that through perseverance, he can shape my character and make me better and make me more and more like him. Oh, how Jesus has loved me. Beloved, if you have not experienced the love of God, there is so much power in his love to do you good, to restore you. And I commend Jesus to you tonight. Wherever you are, if, it's able, if you are able, lift up your right hand as I say this prayer. Father, send grace and the power of your love. Let great grace abound in the name of the Lord Jesus. There is somebody hurting in pain tonight. I send the power of your love to them. In the name of the Lord Jesus, let the love of God ravish their hearts and raise new hope. Bring healing to every broken heart. Bring healing to every heart in pain. In the name of the Lord Jesus, bring healing to anybody who has lost hope. Let hope be restored. Let hope be restored. For you alone, out of your love, know the plans you have for us. For you have plans of good, not of evil. Plans that will give us hope and a future. In the name of the Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you for your healing for that sister who is infirm right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus, with a pain in the thigh, with a sharp pain in the thigh, a debilitating pain in the thigh that they have labored and, been, and it's affecting them for some, for some weeks now. Right now, thank you, Jesus, that that sharp pain in the thigh is vanishing now. In the name of the Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord, for healing of that thigh for that sister now. In the name of the Lord Jesus, thank you for your healing grace, Lord. Thank you for your healing grace, Lord. And I pray for everybody under the sound of my voice. The Lord, it will please you to do us good. It will please you, oh God, to bring goodness. In the name of the Lord Jesus, let your favor rest upon our heads. Let goodness and mercy pursue us. In the name of the Lord Jesus, may you glorify your name. Glorify your name. Glorify your name. Glorify your name. In Jesus' name have we prayed. Shall we shout a big amen, everybody? Shout a big amen. Clap your hands, all ye people. Clap your hands, all ye people. And give a shout unto God. And give a shout unto God. For the Lord our God is good. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for your time. We hope the word has been a blessing to you. To contact us for prayer or counseling, or to be a partner or share a testimony, send an email to info at inqua.life.